Welcome to the Aquarian Living Podcast. I am Naomi Richardson, your host. I am a Kundalini Yoga teacher, life and meditation coach, and I am here to create a connection with others who live mindfully through the practice of Kundalini Yoga, wellness, and spirituality. Hello, welcome to episode five. Um, Today we are doing, or I am doing, a solo episode and how I procrastinated today. It is snowing and gloomy and I just have been putting off doing this podcast all day. Um, I'm doing a solo episode due to the holidays. Um, the people that I had lined up, I had to cancel, and then they had to cancel, and it just didn't work out. So for the consistency of the podcast, I'm going to go ahead and put out this solo episode. And basically, I'm just going to kind of interview myself. Um, I guess another reason I've been putting this off is because it's always easy to put your attention on someone else. And so the attention is on me today and I'm going to kind of ask myself the questions that um, I've been asking all my guests. So um, let's go ahead and get started. I hope that everybody had a wonderful holiday. This is right after the holidays and this will be out right before New Year's. So we are going to get started. Um, if you don't know already, um, I am a Kundalini Yoga teacher, a life and meditation coach. Um, I recently got certified and in hypnotism, and I completed my um, Reiki certification, but I haven't really been practicing the hypnotism. I've been practicing, well, not practicing, but I did some Reiki on my cat and I did some Reiki on my son, but I think I'm just kind of doing it for personal reasons. So, um, but we will see. So, um, so one of the questions that I ask is where did you grow up and what was your childhood like? Um, did you grow up with any religion? Um, If you listened to the intro on the podcast, I give you a little um, insight into my childhood, but I grew up in a small town in Colorado. Um, I didn't grow up with any religion. My dad was very religious growing up, um, and I know he truly believed in God, but he never pushed that on me. Um, When we would go to Santa Fe to see his family, it was very religious. We prayed often. Um, I believe my dad grew up Catholic as a child. And then towards the end of his mother's life, I I know they were seven-day Adventists. But his mother was very religious. Um, And my mom's family, not so much. They grew up very conservative, but there was never any talk about religion. But I grew up in kind of a very bohemian 
um, life. Um, my parents totally lived in a Volkswagen van in California and all that. They were total hippies. Um, my dad is a jeweler. Um, he makes jewelry. Um, and my mother was a painter. She was an artist as well. My grandmother was an artist. Um, my dad's father was an artist. He was a Chimayo rug weaver. My dad was also a weaver. Um, so I grew up in a very kind of artsy, even though I wasn't very artistic as a child, it's kind of weird because now I'm so creative and I, I, yeah, I thrive on creativity. Um, but there was always reading. I remember my parents always reading and that too, I wasn't a huge reader when I was a child. Um, I'm such a huge reader now that it's, it's kind of strange that I wasn't really that into reading as a child, but I did have like, you know, I was always outside playing. Um, I didn't watch a lot of TV. I mean, there was TV, but not like there is now. Um, and yeah, I think I was just outside. We were kind of, I was kind of like a latchkey kid, you know, parents kind of just let you go. You'd go to a friend's house. You'd be gone all day. I'd get on my bike just be gone until dinner. So that's kind of how I grew up. Um, my dad worked a lot. He started his business that he still has. He's had it for, God, over 40 years. Um, it's a an Indian Native American jewelry store. My dad makes Native American jewelry. Um, and he's been very successful in that. Um, but when I was five years old, my mother was diagnosed with schizophrenia. So there was that. And um, I lived in the household of my mother until I was 18. Um, so there is a little bit different lifestyle there. Um, of course, as she got older, the sickness got worse. But, um, you know, that's everybody's lives are different. Um, I didn't know any different. Um, also, in the summers, I would go to Santa Fe and stay with my grandmother, um, my mom's mother, who was an artist. And then I would also go stay with my aunt in the summers. Um, she lived in New Mexico. She lived in Montana. She also lived in Colorado. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my, I won't get too much into my mother's sickness. That's kind of what I do my work. And in my intro, I talk more about the trauma of just, you know, living with someone with a, a mental illness and the stuff that goes around with that. So, um, yeah, if you want to hear a little bit more about that, um, you can listen to the intro. Okay. So the next question I usually ask people is where did your, uh, when did your spiritual journey start? Um, and I talk about this kind of in my intro too. Um, it was right after I had my son. Um, I was just, and I'd always kind of been spiritual. I mean, my parents were hippies and, um, in Santa Fe, there was this ashram I would always go to. Um, I tried to read the Tibetan book of living and dying. I was always kind of interested in the spiritual realms, all different kinds. Um, 
But um, it didn't really start until like after I had Harvey and I I talk about um, the autobiography of a yogi. It kind of started with that. Um, And something just clicked and um, I was down and I joined the self-realization fellowship and I didn't really know what I was getting myself into, but I liked you know, they start sending you things weekly, um, monthly and, um, reading all the material. I was getting really into it, but one day I was just kind of Googling about something else, um, or about the teachings. And, um, I stumbled onto a video of Gurmukh and she's a big Kundalini guru. And, um, I don't know what it was, but I was like obsessed. And then that's how I found Kundalini yoga. And I just, just looked up everything on it. And then I was moving to Colorado and, um, yeah, I decided to do teacher training and it all kind of started from there. It was really quick. Once I decided I wanted to go in that route and start meditating, I was all in and it happened pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, that's, um, how I found Kundalini yoga. And then I, I, I've asked some people if they've had any other practices besides Kundalini yoga. Um, last year I left the Kundalini yoga practice. I was kind of in a funk last year and, you know, sometimes you just think there's something better out there or, or I'm kind of intuitive. I just, um, transcendental meditation just kept coming up TM. I just kept hearing about it all the time. And it's, it's the meditation that the Beatles made popular. And I just, I don't know, I just kept hearing about it. So I dove into that for a year and I did that and, um, it was great. And, you know, I do do it sometimes still when I can't do a Kundalini meditation or I don't do my morning routine, which I do almost every day. Um, the thing I liked about TM is I could literally be in an airport with my sunglasses on and do the meditation and no one's going to notice. Um, you can't really do that with Kundalini yoga. So in certain situations like that, you can like sit in your car. Um, you can do it pretty much anywhere. And, um, but there was something missing. So I went back to Kundalini yoga and that is just, as far as meditation goes, um, Kundalini just does something, um, makes shit happen. I say this in like every single episode. Um, it's, it's a, it's really different. Um, but I love TM. It's huge. I think anybody can get into it. Um, when I went to the training, it it wasn't, it was kind of lacking the spirituality that I love. Um, it was very black and white when you go to the training, which I think is great for just the average norm person. And I think it's great that people are getting into it. I don't care what kind of meditation you do. It is so important to meditate. And if just your average Joe is going to get into it because he doesn't feel threatened by the spirituality of it, I think it's great. For me, I wanted there to be a little bit more spirituality. And I think with TM, you can kind of go into it on your own, but they don't really 
give it to you, at least the training that I went to in Colorado. But um, other than that, I do a, um, I started doing a pretty strong yoga practice. I go to yoga, I do vinyasa about three times a week now, and I'm loving it. So those are the only other practices I do. I guess um, diet-wise, I guess eating is kind of a practice. I've been eating plant-based, and I gave up eggs, and I gave up all dairy. I mean, I don't drink milk, but I was eating cheese, and I gave up dairy, and it's actually pretty easy. And I just decided to really get into cooking and making really good high protein meals. And I've actually been doing it and it's been really great. Like there's actually so many recipes out there that are really easy and you can still get all your protein being plant-based. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm going to Santa Fe in a couple days. I might eat some cheese while I'm there, but, um, I really try to be plant-based and I feel a lot better doing it, but you know, I might eat eggs down the road again. You never know. So, but for right now, that's what I'm up to. Um, okay. Let's see. So another question that I ask is what meditation and Kriya are you currently doing? Hmm. I am currently doing the meditation on how to get through any block. And it uses the mantra, Had Hare Hari, Wahe Guru. And Had Hare Hari is the creative or creativity of the universe. And Wahe Guru is a wow, how wonderful, or from light, uh, from darkness to light. And so... That's what I'm doing right now. I'm not really doing a kundalini kriya that I do every day, but I have been going to kundalini yoga every Sunday the last couple weeks. I've been going to Jackie Brown's class at Samadhi, and so I feel like that's good, and especially since I've been doing vinyasa, that's been kind of my um, kriya. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I was reading. Um, Okay. The next one is what is your favorite mantra? And this one was hard for me because I think whatever I'm doing at the time is kind of my favorite mantra. Um, But I would have to say, and I feel like that's been several people's, but it's, it's the mantra for protection. Um, I say it every day when I tune in for my meditation. Um, I say it every day when I have Harvey um, before he goes to school or before we go on a trip. Um, so I that is like one of the most used mantras that I use. Um, and then recently I've mentioned this in the last couple episodes, but the magic mantra too. It just really helps if you just find yourself getting in that shitty mood and you're like, what is wrong with me? It just kind of switches it. And it's really good for my kid too. When he's just in that place where you're like having a meltdown, it, it just, it changes things around. And it really is magic, like I've said in the other episodes. So 
And I did think of another one today. I play it every day after my meditation when I'm doing whatever I'm doing after my meditation. If it's uh, if I'm cooking food, um, it's the Adi Shakti mantra. Um, I love the Adi Shakti mantra. So that is also another favorite one. Um, and I think that's it for now. Um, I was really into Jopji. I recited Jopji for a year um, every day. Um, I really love that one. In the spring, I play it for my garden. Um, I used to have it playing every day. Um, and one of my friends reminded me to um, also play So Podic for for the boys, the men in your life. And sometimes if Harvey's having a hard week or something, I will try to play it on the way to school or right before bed or have it playing. So those are a couple of things that are just useful for your everyday life. Um, okay. Um, the next question that I'm going to ask and answer. Um, so if there is a book or a video or a person that I would recommend um, that influenced me um, the most in kundalini yoga, um, I would say um, the first book that I got into and that I bought with kundalini yoga was um, Garmuk Khalsa's book. Um, it, I think it's called The Eight Human Talent, Talents, and it's a, just a small little book. It's got some kriyas in there. Um, I gave it away to a friend, but it's, um, I was just really into her. Like I said, she was the first person that I discovered in the Kundalini. So of course I bought her book. Um, it was just a really easy book on Kundalini yoga. Um, another one, um, I don't know if this one influenced me, but I did buy it and I gave it to somebody. Um, and it's really good for begin for beginners is uh, Guru Jagat's um, Invincible Living. It's a really beautiful book um, and it's great for beginners. And then we've talked about this book in a um, another episode, Medicine Meditation as Medicine by Dharma Singh Khalsa. This is a really good book for those who kind of want to get into some kind of meditation, maybe Kundalini meditation, but they want to know the facts. They want to know the science behind it. So this book is really great. It's really, really, really good. Um, I'm actually reading it again um, and highlighting the crap out of it. So um, I would recommend those books. Um, okay, let's see what the next question is. Um, what is your advice for those who want to start their own holistic business? Hmm. Um, I would say, and this has been great advice, um, not to compare yourself to other people can, which can be really hard in this day and age of social media. Um, but just know that there's room for everyone. Like I was saying, um, when I first became a life coach, I was, there's so many life coaches and, I was like, no one's going to come to me or no one's going to want my services, but everybody's unique and you just have to kind of be innovative in your creativity and think of what makes you special from everyone else. 
you know, and just kind of go with that. It might not come right away. I'm constantly thinking of new ideas for my business, different ways. I want to go every time I have a client, I kind of do something different. Um, and if it's your passion, you'll succeed at it because you'll, it's something you really want to do. And I just thinking, uh, and I just think that not comparing yourself is a huge thing. And be smart about business. Look into um, finance books. Read about business. I think being business savvy is very important. Um, it's not something that most yogis do being business savvy and being a yogi, but we're seeing it more and more. And Yogi Bhajan was very big on just because you're a yogi doesn't mean you can't have prosperity. And so he really encourages that and he uh, he encourages you being smart about it, but not greedy. So being smart about your money and being smart or what you put your money into and where you put your energy into in your business as far as the holistic thing goes. But with the internet nowadays, I think it's really easy for yoga teachers and just whatever holistic modality you're into. I think it's easier for people to kind of create something that they can put out into the world, especially on online. It's great. So that would be my advice. Um, Okay, so the next question is, um, what is your morning routine or your spiritual practice? Um, <laughs> all right. So when I wake up in the morning, um, right before I'm waking up, I like when I'm in my subconscious mind, I chant some words um, in my head to myself um, that kind of just go into my subconscious. When I can remember to do this, I it really tones down the anxiety I have throughout the day about certain things. So in the morning, if I'm not disturbed and I'm kind of slowly waking up, I kind of chant these, these words to myself. And then I get up. And if I have my child, I make him breakfast and I make myself coffee, try to drink water before my coffee. I haven't been the best at doing that lately, but um, it's okay. I don't give myself a hard time. Um, so usually I drink coffee and sometimes I'll do, I started doing cold showers every day. Sometimes I'll do the cold shower right when I wake up too. Sometimes not. Um, but I always have my coffee. Um, I kind of just chill out, um, and drink that. That's kind of my me time. And then I do, let's see, I do, um, I do three minutes of ego eradicator right now. Um, and I do Three minutes of Fist of Anger, which has been really, really great. Um, I do uh, at least a minute of Cat Cow. I do one minute of Spinal Twists. And then I do uh, my 11-minute meditation, which is the how to how to get through any block, which is the Had Hare Hari Wahe Guru. So I chant for 11 minutes. 
Um, and if I don't go to a yoga class that day, right before I do all of this stuff, um, I will do, I try to do 12 sun salutations. Um, and that's only if I didn't go to a yoga class and I missed it. I got to kind of do something. Um, and like I said, I also will go to, um, I'll eat something after that, um, if I'm feeling it. Um, and then I will go to a vinyasa class at least three to four times a week. Um, yeah. And that's my morning routine. And if I didn't take my cold shower before I do all of that, um, usually after my yoga practice, I'll come home and shower and then do a splash of well, not a splash. I actually stay in the cold water for as long as I can handle it, but I do some kind of cold water every day. And I've been feeling great. Um, if uh, you didn't hear in the last episodes, it's called Ishnan, and it, it just um, cleanses out all your organs, shocks your nervous system, flushes out your blood, uh, your capillaries. Um, yeah, it's really good for you. So um, it's called Ishnan if you want to look it up more. Um, if you have, I think, rheumatoid arthritis or any kind of arthritis, it's not recommended. So if you're interested, you might want to read about it, ask a doctor before you partake in any of the cold showers. Okay. So what else are we going to talk about? Um, okay. The next question is, um, what book are you currently reading? Oh, I'm always reading like five books. Um, I did just finish, um, Danny Shapiro's book, Inheritance. It was really, really, really good. Um, I did just finish, um, Pixie Light Horse's book on the shadow. Um, and it was all about shadow work. It's really good for someone that doesn't know anything about it, but I kind of already knew about it. So it was like a lot of repetitive stuff, but, I love all of her books, which are really good. Pixie Light Horse. Um, I am reading Dr. Joe Dispenza's book, um, Becoming Supernatural. Um, I was really into it, and then I started reading something else, and then I kind of put it to the side. So I need to finish that. And I also just finished Elena Ferrante's book. Um, there's a whole craze about her. She's an Italian author. She wrote my brilliant friend and I just finished the second one, the story of a new name. Um, no one knows who the writer is. That's actually a pen name. Um, no one's seen a picture of her. Um, her, her books are so well-written. Um, the books are about a female friendship, um, and it's based in Italy and it's, so good. I cannot wait to get the third one. And, um, yeah, I've been really into her and I'm also reading, um, Joy Harjo's book. I think it's called Crazy Brave. Um, she's a native American poet and this is like a memoir that she wrote about her life and it's really beautiful. And I'm really, really enjoying it. So those are kind of my books. I always have like five going on at the same time. Um, okay. So another question, what else are you super into right now? Podcasts, music, 
etc. Um, I'm kind of always listening to the same podcasts. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a podcast that I'm super into right now. I always listen to the Lifestylist podcast with Luke Story. He's like a biohacker and he's also a Kundalini yoga teacher. Um, I dabble in the Mind Body Green podcast, but I feel like there's something new recently that I, um, always the Oprah's Super Soul. Um, I don't know. This American life, all the NPR stuff. I kind of hop around. Um, also, something else I've been super into, um, well, the Elena Ferrante books, but I've been really into flower essences. So um, it's like a tincture you take, drops under the tongue. And I've had some hormonal issues <laughs> and some like, depression. And, uh, you know, I feel like I would be way worse if, uh, I didn't do meditation and my yoga practice, but, um, yeah, I've been really dabbling into these and reading all about it. And it's really fascinating. And I've only been doing them for a couple of weeks, but I do feel so much better. And, um, yeah, that's something I've really been into, Um, and me and my friend are wanting to do some non-alcoholic drinks with like flower essence. So we're going to be doing that in the new year. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't ever listen to new music. I always listen to old music, so I don't really have any new music to get anybody into. And, um, I just read a lot. So I think that's what I've been into. I've been into this podcast, but... (laughs) Hopefully I'll have some great guests coming up for you in the new year. Um, Yes, I, with the holidays, I need to get on it and um, contact some peeps. It's just been hard to get everybody synchronized. Some people don't live here, so trying to catch them when they're in town. Um, There's some people that I also, I'm going to have to do it long distance. So I'm trying to um, figure out how to do that, I guess, Skype or FaceTime. But I want it to sound good. I've been so blessed that everybody that I've interviewed has been in person and the sound quality is good. There's nothing worse, I think, than when I listen to a podcast and the sound quality sounds bad. I just, I really don't like it. That's just me. Um, so I really want the sound quality to sound good. Um, but anyways, um, some new things for the new year. Um, I'm just really letting go of anything that's kind of, I've been holding on to this last year. Um, some things kind of popped up at the end of the year that I thought I had gotten over, but there, I guess there was still some resentment there. So I had to work on that a little bit, but in the new moon, I just wrote down my intentions and it was also an eclipse on the new moon. I wrote down my intentions. They weren't huge, 
but they were important. And also I've been really realizing that life is really short and that taking it all in and enjoying as much as you can. I mean, no one can be happy 24-7. It's just completely impossible. But really trying to take in all the moments with friends and family and just not holding grudges and or being angry with people or being annoyed with people. I mean, obviously you have to have your boundaries. You don't have to hang out with someone you don't want to hang out with, but um, especially if they're causing you some sort of grief. But I just realized, you know, my dad's not going to be around forever. And I haven't had the best time since I've been in Denver. I've actually had a really hard, challenging time. Um, and that's okay. I'm, you know, I, I complain about it a lot, but in a sense, I've learned so much and I've grown so much. I'm such a different person than I was four years ago and I, and for the better. And I just don't think I would be this person if I would not have moved here. So just trying to, uh, you know, Yogi Bhajan says every tragedy is a gift. So just trying to look at things that way. Um, it's hard, but at the same time, going back to my dad, I was just like, oh my God, he could he could die tomorrow. He could die in two years. He could die in 10 years, but like 10 years isn't shit. And I just really realized, I'm like, I'm here. I need to just, I mean, I see him a lot, but just making more of an effort to be with him and my mother and just in gratitude for them and what we've all become. And Yes, life is too short. And maybe it's because <laughs> half my life is almost over. I've been thinking a lot about that and I try not to look at it that way, but um yeah, it's it's a it's it's a weird thing. Um so yeah, I just want to enjoy things in the new year. Um I'm not super excited about the new year. I feel very neutral, which I think is a good place to be because I'm not putting any crazy expectations on myself. The only things that I kind of made a resolution is I just want to stay with my um, strong yoga practice that with the vinyasa. I really want to continue that in the new year because um, I get into it and then I'll quit and then I'll get into it and I quit. Um, also, I want to teach more in the new year because currently I'm not teaching anywhere and um, I still have this urge in my soul to teach. So I'm going to do some workshops here and there. Um, yeah, and just work on um, trying to find my path. Um, I've kind of toyed with the idea of... Um, going to school to be a full-on therapist. But I think I will stick with the life coaching some more and uh, 
just really dive into it. Um, I'm kind of one of those people, I'm a generator in human design and I just, I want to jump into a million things. I'm always doing something new. I'm always taking another online course. Just with these flower essences the other day, I was like, I'm going to take an online course for that and make my own tinctures. And I'm like, you got to just concentrate on one thing. And so I'm really going to just dive into the life coaching this next year. I really love helping people. And I think I can do that without having to go back to school and um, spend all this money and be kind of tied down with that. So yeah, those are my intentions for the new year. Um, I'm going to Santa Fe and I'm going to be spending some time with one of my bestest friends and her family with my son. And um, I love Santa Fe so much. It's one of my spiritual places. And um, yeah, I hope everybody out there has a happy new year and they had a happy holiday and I wish you the best. Satnam. Thank you for joining us today. And if you like this episode and this podcast, please subscribe to Aquarian Living and leave us a review. We would love to hear from you and hope you join us for the next episode.